Organic Poison Sickest in the South, episode 20-something or another. Uh, I want to start this episode out by saying that I do not say any of the things that I am about to say to offend anyone specifically. There's no marginalized or unmarginalized group that I'm referring to, or that I'm attending, intending on hurting their feelings. Whether it be people who specifically choose to believe one thing or people who specifically choose to believe another. I have just done a bunch of information and I would like to encourage every person who is listening to this to not only look up and research the things that you think are that sound fishy, but also everything that doesn't sound fishy. So anything that I have that I spill to you today, I do want to encourage you that to understand that it is not all a hundred percent checked at multiple sources or anything. I mean, at uh, under a microscope, if you will. This is literally just me and the things that I have looked over and I have heard about in the past couple of days, just because I have been. Spending an extensive amount of time just looking shit up on the internet about certain things that we're about to talk about. But I'm just saying, I don't know any of this to be 100% fact. So I'm just telling you, I would encourage you all to go look up. I mean, you can. I would encourage you to look up anything you ever hear me say on the podcast. But I'm just saying, particularly this stuff. I'm inclined to believe that there is some truth to everything that I'm talking about. But... I don't know any of this for a fact. Like, so, uh, this is just me sharing loosely as if I was bullshitting with one of you in person. Nonetheless, how y'all doing? Hope you guys are enjoying your week. Your weekend has been great. Uh, I have had a great week. I worked a lot of hours. And to me, that is a great week. I enjoy, more than anything in the world, I enjoy spending time with my family. But something about getting a lot of hours just is a great sign. Especially when you start getting into overtime. But, who knows, that might not even matter soon. Later on in the uh, episode, I'm going to talk about money and the possible collapse of the U.S. dollar. Now, I have no intentions on... By the time we get to episode 100 of this show, I'm quite sure we will not be obligated to talk about politics and the current things going on in our very, very tightrope society. But here lately, it has been kind of uh, interesting topics, and plus there's not a whole lot else going on. Um, I mean, there is. We could talk about music a lot more, I'm quite sure, but... Until I get a little bit better read of who's actually, you know, like, what you guys like and what you don't like. I see that people are listening, but I would like for you guys who are actually listening to give me some feedback. Because, hey, I obviously have no problem talking about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. But it's nice to be able to hear what you guys like talking about, too. So, hear me out. maybe Fill me in. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Tell me you like it. Tell me you don't. Either way. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Here we are. And if this is your first time listening to the Organic Poison Podcast, Sick is in the South, I would encourage you to go back and listen to some previous episodes. Uh, 
There, I have some. I actually have some with guests. This show was intended to have a new guest every week and me to never have to do episodes by myself. But coronavirus and all that other good shit kind of plays part in what's going on with me and not having people over to my home to record podcasts. Uh, plus, I don't get out much myself during these trivial times. Nonetheless, today, uh, the, the first topic I have for you guys, because uh, uh, and I'm very sure that we will probably be having this conversation more in the future, and hopefully it'll be with peop- other people giving their input and their thoughts on this, this subject, but China, we're going to talk about China for a little bit today. Uh, just, okay, starting out, I, I want to point out that up until probably about three years ago, I had no clue that there was a 99-year, like, separation from Hong Kong and China. Hong Kong and China were, like, not the same thing. I always thought that, I mean, for 99 years... Are roughly 99 years. I was always under the impression that Hong Kong was in China, which I guess it is in China. But I guess that it was under British control, so they were not uh, communist China, if the, which we'll get to later. Uh, like they were more under like Westerner rules and laws and practice and philosophy and stuff of that nature. And thus, I believe has been one of the reasons for the the, vir- the, the riots transpiring over there currently. Because China is trying to take Hong Kong back. They weren't trying to take it back uh, violently, unless we're just referring to what seems to be in the nature of the government there. I'm not talking about the people of China. None of, none of this has... Nothing that I'm saying about any of this has anything against that, the people that live in China specifically. I mean, I, I don't know entirely how they feel about the way their government is ran. But uh, some people actually apparently like the way that things are ran over there. But we'll also get to that later. Um, Britain and opium had a lot to do Look, I, I'm not going to be able to explain all of that that to you, just because I don't completely know everything. But the Brits, the British, who used to be like the world a world power back in the day, or the world power, uh, they pretty much were in control of Hong Kong. They went to Hong Kong and used their ports, and they actually did a lot in Hong Kong, and. Uh, China try like they just wouldn't they basically more or less wouldn't give China back Hong Kong and then eventually they signed some kind of treaty where it was like okay for 99 years you know Hong Kong can live this way but then we're going to get them like they're going to become back China again well that 99 years ended in 1997 I believe and supposedly it's been just escalating ever since then now some of you might think to yourself Okay, 
well, uh, what's so wrong with them going back into being like China, or being under the reins of China? Well, Hong Kong, you know, I'm assuming, is top five, in the top five major cities in China, and for you to not have, you know, whatever it is that you, the benefits that you that you haven't been reaping from them, you would probably like to reap from them. Uh, so, and to the next point about the whole thing to my understanding the Chinese government isn't exactly the people that are supposed to be uh, like leading examples of how to treat people now I'm pretty sure that most of us have probably heard negative things about the Chinese government at this point I mean even minimal things yeah I'm sure uh, you know they have you know child labor they have uh underpaid you know they what is it like 10 cents a day or some shit like that i mean i don't know the accuracy of any of that but i know that that's a thing you know like people think of china they think of like slavery camps and all this other stuff well apparently china actually has concentration camps from what i've read china has concentration camps as in, they get a, a, a selected group out of their civilization, out of their society, and they bring them to these camps. Where they either distribute them out to work or, or something. You know, like... Like I said, everything on this episode, go look it up for yourself. Take, take five minutes on each one of these subjects and just look something up and read about it. Some of this stuff... Some of this stuff could very easily be like some crazy, like, you know, propaganda against China. But I don't know. I don't know. Because there's a, a lot of stuff from a lot of different sources saying that this stuff happens there. Um, they, apparently, they sell organs. They, 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 I mean, I'm sure that that's a thing everywhere, but apparently they take their citizens and they chop them up like a chop shop and they sell their organs because they have so many people in China. This might not be the only reason they do it. They might would have done it if there was half the people, but they have so many people in China that... It is more worth selling their body parts than it is to have one of them alive. I want you to think about that. Think about how crazy that is. Now, also think about the conspiracy theories about, you know, us turning into, you know, this, you know, the one world authoritarian government, blah, 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 blah. So that is ultimately what they would end up doing to us i'm not sure that i'm not saying that the chinese would i'm not saying that anybody would do that that we should be doing that to us but if you're arguably one of the most powerful countries in the world and you're chopping up your civilization to sell their body parts that sounds crazy it's another reason why i say you should look it up because it might not i might have be just be looking at all the wrong sources nonetheless that is apparently a thing they are they are extremely excuse me 
they are the the Muslim uh, demographic in China. There's a special. There's a, they have a particular name for them. It might just be that they are Chinese Muslims. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe that just with that culture, whatever the name of is, is that culture. But there's another name for it. But nonetheless, they are apparently loading these guys up on coming to their camps and their homes and their villages and loading them up on trains and bringing them somewhere. <laughs> like, just in, by the hundreds of people. Like, they're doing this all in China. Uh, I don't know how true this is. I looked it up. I mean, I, I found this online, but it might not be true. But it sounds pretty, pretty nuts. Um, I think, I think that we should not probably have as much fear that the same thing is going to happen to us here as we should just look at the fact that that country somewhat has a large portion of our, uh, our balls in their hands. Um, you know, used to, there would be this concern about mutually assured destruction in the previous Cold War with the Soviet Union or Russia, uh, because we were, everybody, everybody thought that the other one was going to shoot nukes, and the other one was going to shoot them, and we were all going to die. Well, I think the mutually assured destruction on this end would be the fact that our economies would both be in shambles. Um, if something was to, if we were to continue down the path in which we are now. Now, I'm not saying that that's for better or worse, because, I mean, I can't give you the answer on whether or not we should just in, inevitably be in debt forever to China, uh, like they are doing to so many other smaller startup countries. I call them startup countries, but uh, even in Africa, I mean, the Chinese government will more or less loan and build all this infrastructure in these uh, countries and these small, you know, heavily amount, heavy amounts in China, and then they'll have pretty much sink their roots in there so much that eventually you can't, they can't really tell them, you know, hey, we want to be independent from you, because they China will have spent so much money and built up so much that they will either own, they'll own. Uh, a ridiculous amount of equity in that country, but also to the point where they will have political influence as well. So it's almost like they build up this semi-civilization in order to have a built-in ally, which is pretty crazy. And I mean, if something becomes successful enough in time, maybe in 50, 60 years, they can they can stand up and be you know against that idea. Let's say if China doesn't take over the entire planet, uh, which does not really sound that far fetched right now. If that was indeed their goal, you know, there's a lot of school of thought that just says China's not really as much worried about having power over everyone as much as they would just want the money. The Chinese could very well possibly just want to be in charge of the global economy. And it might not necessarily mean, you know, my thing is, is if in the event that they are actually treating their 
population the way that we can read and see that they may be treating their population, then that might be a problem if they intend on treating everyone else that way once they have full authority. If in the event that's what they're looking for. Uh, I, you know, I have been thinking very heavily about our money crashing here in America uh, because of the fact that they keep printing it and apparently that's not how money is supposed to work. Go look it up. I'm telling you, you can spend five minutes looking up this subject on money and the, the uh, uh, U.S. dollar crashing. There's something to be said there. Now, there have been also people told have told me that there's no way that's going to happen. That's something that comes up every time there's an election year, you know. But let's be honest. There, there's clearly a fear there. Uh, if there was ever a scenario where that fear could possibly come true, it would be in these unprecedented times. I mean, we have pretty much seen this entire year the byproduct of Americans thinking something's not that big of a deal. I mean, with the virus, with the with all the all the social unrest, like. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to be over in a couple of days. No, it's not. None of it has been. It has gradually become more and more chaotic. All of it. Now, I mean, for better or worse. So now, what they're about to do is they're about to, in the next couple of days, come to some conclusion about how much money or what amount of money they're going to send to every American again. We're all getting checks again. Now, Short sight, hey, great. We we could probably use it. They're cutting off the. They're apparently cutting off the unemployment thing, or they're lowering it. So that's going to put a lot of people in a bond. Uh, they're the middle class is literally not getting any fuck all from what is about to uh, this distribution of, you know, our <laughs> treasury or the the treasury. Um, all this money that is about to come out to people is just, it's literally coming out of thin air. Now there's somewhere in between, you know, what we're, what we're, we have going on right now and when the actual dollar will, will collapse and what exactly that will mean. There's some gray area in there because I am not fully knowledge on how that works in the event that the dollar actually crashes. I'm not exactly sure how that works. What do we do? Like, how does it, what does that mean? Does it mean that I have a dollar and it doesn't count to anything? Well, what I have gathered right now is you think, okay, I spend my dollar here uh, at a Etsy shop uh, online. Let's even say that I spend my dollar there my, on the Etsy shop. Uh, and they get their cash out to their bank when they get their money they get their money out of their bank account and they get say their $15 that I sent them they take that cash and they go to Walmart and they buy something from Walmart Walmart puts their money in the bank and then when they, Walmart goes to order their shipment of shit from you know wherever in some other country they're like hey uh, the price is actually going to be about you know, 10,000 times more than what it was yesterday in U.S. dollars because 
these U.S. dollars, whether it be coming from digitally or from cash, they do not amount to the same. It does not. It does not equate to the same as here in my currency in my country, where it took to grow these uh, bananas or these tomatoes or whatever the hell it is that you get from overseas. So then that shipment doesn't come in. And when that shipment doesn't come in, or a third of that shipment comes in rather than the the you know full 100%. And then when it comes in where that girl spent her $10, it's actually going to be about $28 now or it's going to be $48 to get whatever was 10 bucks. Like it'll be it, it uh, apparently it will take inflation to a un unfathomable level, and ultimately, whenever that happens, something of that nature happens. That's when money doesn't really amount to shit anymore. It won't be like one of those things overnight. All the money just disappears. It just is going to turn into a system to where you can't spend it anymore. Well, what takes its place? I think that if they had if they have already figured this out, they're lying to us because they haven't told us or tried to even prepare us for this to happen, which apparently can happen almost over the course of one night. Also, uh if they don't have a plan, they're not going to be able to figure it out right away. So, to me, it looks like what we need to do what someone needs to do, wherever you are, whoever's listening to this, if you have access to get in touch with your local mayor or anyone, that a community organizer of any kind, now is the time to start having those conversations about local bartering systems or local currencies. I know that it sounds nuts, but... I'm I'm currently working on a draft of something to send to all the local mayors. If they see it, fine. If they don't, I mean, if they don't see it, fine. And if they do, then maybe at least one of them will have the scruples to try to start the conversation amongst those people. I know it's a strong possibility that the dollar won't never crash, or it's a strong possibility that it might not even matter if it does. But something leads me to believe, just by looking it up, that it could cause a substantial issue. And especially as people in the South who are, you know, people who are do agriculture on even a smaller level than doing something to, to, to provide for an entire country or, you know, mass production of anything, whether it be dairy or uh, vegetation or anything of that sort. Everybody that mo probably almost everyone listening to this is within 10 miles of somebody growing something that's edible. I mean, so it's something to keep in mind. I mean, or because we're going to have to, you know, th these farmer markets are going to have to be, are going to become a, a new unbelievable craze. People are going to have to have farmer mark farmers markets, but how are people going to buy something? Say someone like myself without me having any possible, you know, just a normal person who buys all their stuff from the grocery store or, you know, gets food from, you know, pick up fast food or someone who goes to the Dollar General or someone, you know, all the all these different things. It, it, what if you just can't do that anymore? 
and if I come up to you with a dollar, it doesn't matter. You're not you're not obligated to sell me three tomatoes and a sack of potatoes and you know some corn because the, my dollar doesn't count anymore. My dollar is invalid. You can't do anything with it. It's not that you don't want to accept my money, but you have to work and grow and sell this stuff because, you know, the tomato guy can trade with the potato guy. You know, the uh, guy who makes his own soda can trade with people. But the average everyday American who, who works and doesn't, you know, doesn't just have it, it something figured out like that, what would they do? How do they barter? Like there has to, you almost want to like, how would you back up a local currency? That's a curious question too. I mean, it's, I doubt that we can just ask everyone in Lamar County to go and, uh, hey, go buy gold and put it into the center of the town and we're going to make our own currency. I don't even know if you can do that. I don't even know if it works like that. But it, I mean, hey, I would really encourage all of you to think about that. Uh, it might not. It's not. It's probably not going to happen tomorrow. It might not happen in the next few weeks. But it's something that could happen in the future. I also wondered if we should start investing in yen, which is the Chinese currency, I believe. That's a. Uh, that would be. That might be something smart because if their intentions are to turn it into turn their economy into a global economy. Now, don't get me wrong. We're probably going to be looking at a Great Depression. Before they ever even convince, like, decide to admit that the dollar crashed, we just lie to us, and we just keep wondering why everything keeps shorting up and shorting up, and then we'd be fucked. Maybe not, you know. Maybe, maybe none of that will happen. But it's something to read into. It's something to read into, but you know, don't drive yourself crazy in fear over it because, like I said, you know, none of this might not none of this might be true and none of this might not ever happen but maybe you like fiction <laughs> you should check it out uh i'm curious though would it maybe it wouldn't be the yen maybe because i mean they say that the chinese dollar is only worth so much you know it's not like everything else is more it's not like a thousand to one ratio or anything but You do have to wonder, will they will they entirely get rid of physical currency? I mean, it seems like that that's kind of the way that things are going anyway. Now, don't freak out. I know immediately that kind of causes people to be a little concerned. But in all actuality, we could probably just lean into the whole digital currency thing. I mean, if we if we look past having like this abundant fear that somebody's gonna like be watching us and they're gonna, you know, take us to a concentration camp or cut off our heads or not let us do stuff because of this and that, and they're gonna kidnap our kids or they're gonna drain our blood and give it to aliens or whatever. If you get rid of all the fear, what's it's pretty a good idea to get rid of cash. I mean, it's easy. Everything would be easier to deal with. I mean, and it's kind of leaning into the future of technology. It's like, I mean, unless literally the energy of the planet is coming from people's blood or something. <laughs> it's like, if that's the case, then yeah, we could probably avoid going, leaning into technology. But 
if all those crazy little theories are actually just crazy little theories and there's no reason that we shouldn't be leaning into technology, I don't have a problem with getting rid of physical currency. I mean, there could be another side of that that I'm uh, not privy to. And maybe the whole reason that anyone's against that is solely because of the conspiracies of, you know, the possibility of a conspiracy, a global conspiracy, where their goal is to eventually have us all under control beyond what they already have. I mean, until the day you hold the world in your hand, I'm quite sure you're going to be controlled or told what to do by someone. I mean, it's... I'm not saying that sounds really shitty. I'm not saying that we should give in to tyranny and you know just totally be fucked. Like, but some some of that stuff is something to think about. It's like I'm not the I'm not the kind of person that just gets to travel out of the country all the time. So I don't know how inconvenient it is to uh, have to change over your money when you go somewhere. Uh, but I know a lot of places if you use your card, it just it automatically changes it to whatever currency of which you are at. I mean, doesn't matter. I don't know. But it will be interesting to see because you think about there, all this talk about cryptocurrencies this past decade, especially going on right now. It's like, hmm, I wonder if we're, we should be investing in cryptocurrency more so than ever before or if we should take all of our money out of crypto because their government is going to find a way to shut it down somehow. Or the global government is going to, going to find some way to shut it down. Because they're going to have their own. It's like, but you also think to yourself, like, what would be the adapt, how would everyone have to adapt to investing in something like that? Like, stores, like, how, do they, like how would they be able to switch over, like, so many different people like that's who who you would want to invest in is what whoever creates makes the systems for people and the software for people to install at their uh, businesses to where they can utilize cryptocurrency. Which I mean, I can't help but th but think it must be something very similar to the debit cards. I mean, our debit system it can't be that much different. Nonetheless. Uh, I would be curious to know. It would be nice to have somebody on to kind of explain that who might know a little bit more about it. If any of you guys are well-versed in the cryptocurrency world and that thing, uh, let me know. I would like to talk to somebody more about that. Uh, but yeah, that's just some that's just some things that are... Those are just th some things that I've had, that I've been thinking about a lot the past couple of weeks. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty confident that this China conversation is going to stay uh, stay in the, the conversation for a while. Uh, it, it, hopefully with guests on, it'll be a back burner conversation, but it's something I'm going to be certainly keeping my eye on. Uh, out of pure curiosity, if nothing else. I mean, uh, there's also other things that are not necessarily nefarious that are transpiring in China right now. They have the... Uh, there's a massive dam. Like, I'm talking about, I think it's like the biggest dam in the world. And it is breaking. And it's in China. And apparently it's already flooding in several cities. I don't know what that is 
I didn't even know that dam existed until the other day. But uh, it that's pretty crazy. That's gonna. I mean that I, that sucks because like that's like cities with people who are innocent. I mean that's like, I mean the Chinese people are apparently one of the great like a, a great nice culture. I mean to my understanding, they have. I mean I know they're rich with history, but that sucks. I don't remember the exact cities where the flooding is happening and where it's what it's going to affect, but apparently it's going to change the geology over there, geographical map, um, if if and when it busts. Um, but anyway, yeah, we we definitely need to uh, keep an eye on the currency thing as well. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep keep that on my mind as well because I feel like that's going to be something that uh, people are going to need need and want to talk about sometime in the coming future. Uh, I think that we should, what we should ultimately do is we should just bring back the franc, the Swiss franc, I believe it was, and then we'll all just use that currency since it's it doesn't exist anymore. Is it the franc or the pound? I don't, maybe it was neither one of them. I'm not sure, but uh, I think both. I don't think the pound is around any, anymore either. Uh, I think that was. I think George Soros ended the pound. But it's like you, uh, there's plenty of reference, uh, plenty of examples where currencies have gone pretty much uh, extinct. So it would just be kind of weird if that happened to the U.S. currency, to the U.S. dollar, because we're a whole bunch of states, and somehow our money has decided to not count for anything. That sucks. Uh, but nonetheless, bring back the Frank. I think we should start doing that. A hashtag bring back the Frank. Have you got any of you guys considered moving out of the country? I'm torn between buying a house and just saving money and moving out of the country. But the thing that sucks about that is you have so much family. It's like how, you start realizing how many, how much family you have, and that's why you don't want. It's like, well, hell, what would I feel like if I went? And moved to a different country while my family over here went through a Great Depression, a civil war, and, you know, God knows what else. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I live in Ireland or Sweden or some shit. <laughs> Sorry, hate that that happened to y'all. You know, you'd rather stay and fight with them. But, or fight for them. Or, you know, get into a fight with them. <laughs> uh, so, something tells me that getting out is not going to be an option anytime soon. Um, Best of the Pond Belt. Nice change of subject. Best of the Pond Belt is announcing their winners at the end of August. Finally, we are completely aware of when that's popping off. It's very nice. Um, once again, I want to shout out to the local people, the local artists and musicians that were uh, nominated uh, on there. There was a lot of good ones. A lot, of, a lot of names from the underground artists too, which is always pretty exciting to see. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm really excited. I'm sure a lot of those guys are really excited to hear finally who got the nomination, some, some good news for 2020, you know, something everybody can be a little proud of. And I only got, I got nominated for two things and it was so great. Oh, well, I didn't care if I won, I wanted to win, but I didn't care if I won. As long as we got to go to that freaking thing, like they have like this every year, it's like a, it's like an award show, 
<laughs> and it would have been really nice to have been able to get dressed up and go and socialize with what I would like to consider my peers. But, um, yeah, so we'll know if the song, Manny Anderson, if it, you know, it got nominated, so we'll know if it won. Um, and also, this podcast, Organic Poison, we'll get to know if it won as well. Uh, I, uh, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go over some lyrics from some of my songs. Uh, and explain some of them, but I think I'm going to save that for the next podcast, uh, because we've talked about so much other stuff on this one, but I'll, I will promote the next podcast as such, because I do want to, there's like some lyrics that it's like, I know people listen to my music, and I know that like, I know that some of you guys actually learn the words to my songs, and that's pretty exciting, but I, I don't ever get the chance to explain some of the, like, really cheesy shit in there. Or some of the stuff that I think is cool and nobody ever catches. So, I guess if I had ever had a place to do that, it would be to the the few of you who, who listen and continue to come back to this podcast. Uh, so, I'm going to share that with y'all. Um, I may try to make it a thing once we get the system up and working. I may try to make it a thing where that's like a segment in... Uh, in each episode, I'll do like a uh, verse, like a verse from a song, and I'll break down the lyrics in, in like five minutes. I'm not going to spend like an hour doing it, but I don't know. If you guys think that's a good idea, let me know. Give me your feedback. I do appreciate the shit out of the, the feedback that I get from the few of you who are not afraid to speak up. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thank y'all, and I continue to try to make it better and better for you guys despite these trying times, um, I, um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be done, yeah, uh, I do want to say that, um, I am about to open a store online in this coming Friday, and on that store, I'm going to be selling shirts, I'm going to be selling collage art, and I'm going to be selling bandanas, and there will be some other interesting perks on there as well. But all of this stuff is going to be... And I think I'm, it's going to be open for like two weeks. Maybe three weeks. The whole point in this is to raise money to be able to record the uh, project. I'm going to be working on an album. Not an album, an EP. I call it the project because I don't want to call it an EP or an album or a mixtape. I don't, I don't know what it is yet, really. But I do know that it's going to be... Somewhere between, you know, six to eight songs. And I'm wanting to do a miniature documentary around it as well. But in order for me to do all of that and for me to make it sound the best it can sound and look the best it can look and just be the best it can be, I have to raise a little bit of money. So, uh, or otherwise I won't have it done till the end of next year. So, because <laughs> I, I just, you know, but... This podcast and the music is like the coolest shit that I got going on outside from being in a family and having an awesome wife and an awesome child um, and awesome friends, whatever. But uh, it, the, the stuff isn't free. Um, for the most part, this podcast is aside from the fact that it takes my time and I promote it and I want to do more promotion for it. But right now I am... Uh, I am going to continue to push this podcast, but in the me I am also going to be working on this music project. Uh, that is what any of my uh, 
donations or any of my purchases, any of the stuff that gets purchased, all of that stuff, that's where that money is going is to this project and to this documentary. And anyone who donates a dollar or someone who, anyone who donates $10 million, they're going to get shout outs. They're going to get shout outs on here, on, on the internet. Everybody, you know, I just want everybody to be as excited about it as I am. And I want people to be a part of it. That's why I said when it comes to this store, there's going to be some special perks for people who, you know, are involved in stuff like that. So I would, I would like for everyone to, once this gets going, you know, tell your friends, you know, they're going to have a cool shirt, going to have some cool merch on there and some cool shit. So, uh, yeah, and I'm also not very good at pitching uh, that I need people's help. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, uh, I released my song. The, I released a song exclusively on Facebook the other day. And I was very proud that it got over at that when it got over a thousand views and not too long of a time. That was pretty nice, you know, because I, I had a lot of people sharing it. And like any, if you, any, any of you guys who are listening shared it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to it first and foremost, but sharing or commenting or liking or telling a friend or going back and viewing it again. That's great. I appreciate you guys for that. Uh, any, any and every bit of support is widely accepted and appreciated. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are safe out there. Uh, I want you guys to know that... Um, Things are very difficult in our world right now, but the only way that they're going to get better is if, well, maybe not. They might not even get better. But I can assure you we'll have a much better time if we're continuing to try to be as nice as we can to each other and uh, not being afraid to have difficult conversations with one another. Um, I also want to say that I think it is extremely fucked up that they haven't arrested the um, person or persons who shot Breonna Taylor. Um, if you don't know about that, before you look up any of that other shit that we talked about earlier, you need to look that up, because that's fucking crazy. It's also crazy that things like that have happened to other people. Very, very bizarre. Very strange times we live in, but nonetheless, we need each other now more than ever, and if you embrace the chaos, I would encourage you not to let it consume you. Thank you so much. This is Organic Poison, Sickest in the South. Tell your fucking friends to listen to this podcast. Listen to the fucking podcast 20 times. Go back and listen to all the other episodes. Hell yeah. Fucking right. That's right. Yeah.